it's time for school days. Hope for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I tell parents, you're like a training wheel on a bike. Your job isn't to make the bike move. Your job is to keep the bike upright. Those of us who are the true educators, we really want to be given the opportunity to educate the whole child. We can get free college degrees based on all of the opportunities that are out here and available to our students. Oftentimes, as parents, I think we want to protect our kids, but I think one of the greatest gifts we can give them is allowing them to experience adversity. Yeah. Here's your host, Danita Bailey. Welcome to School Days, Help for Moms and Dads of School-Aged Kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I am back again. This is David <laughs> Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to be back. Every once in a while, we're going to bring you in. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, already, you already kicked me off the I did not kick you off. And who's your host? What does it say? Danita Bailey. And? <laughs> exactly. So. I'm sorry you had to go back to work. Hey, well. It is what it is. Yes. I'm enjoying the day. Yeah. Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about kids that are entrepreneurs, and we have a little bit of experience with that, huh? Yes. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I don't like to choose my father or buy me in middle school. I think they were like Kmart uh, tracks. You remember, the, you remember that? Yeah, track, T-R-A-X-X. Uh -huh. Yeah, the track shoes. And um, they were buster shoes, and I just hated them. I was like, well, hey, well, this is what I'm going to get you. And they're like, if you don't like it, get your own. And so that's what I did. I got a paper route. And I uh, kept that job from seventh grade all the way through 12th grade. So I graduated, uh, rain or shine, 45 houses during the week and 65 on Sunday. Um, so I have Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the flashbacks of the truck coming at 430 in the morning, dropping off the papers. My dad would get them. And he'd open the door and say, hey, David, the papers are here. Clunk. I was like, oh, but I did it, and I played sports too, so I had to deliver and all the other stuff. So, um, but it was good money uh, back then, thirty bucks a week, and uh, Christmas I made a killing. I made a killing at Christmas. You did, yeah. Okay, it's like two hundred bucks. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like DJ. So our son uh, has a wreath making business, mm -hmm. and so he makes really, really beautiful wreaths. Christmas wreaths. Yeah. And so he's made about 300 more than $300 this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chrissy, our seven-year-old with the uh, Christmas frames. Yeah. Yeah. And I know child doesn't, he doesn't care at all. No, he does not. No, he's but not he just, inspired. You know, he saves his money, so he's <laughs> right. without money. Right. Yeah, but so there are so many kids that are doing just that, having their own businesses nowadays, not just, you know, the Bailey kids, but, um, you know, YouTubers are entrepreneurs now. You're right. Yeah, like we're what, rich entrepreneurs. Right. What are the um, who's the little boy that our kids watch? Um. Oh, Evan too. Evan too. Yeah, yeah. Evan and Jillian too. Oh, right. So they're yeah. like multimillionaires, right? Yeah. And then yeah. just recently, Christina has started watching the hashtag. Hashtag sisters. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So they have all they have. They don't even have a website. I was trying to find them. It's yeah. very difficult to find information about them because yeah. they're just on YouTube. Yeah. But they have, what is it, 3 billion views on their channel. Oh, yeah. 3 billion views on their channel. Yeah, they're getting paid. They're dancers. Yeah, they're, they're doing all right. Dance away all the way to college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then also I found, um, remember we were watching Shark Tank and mm -hmm. uh, the little black girl had the lemonade. Um, you don't remember that? She had the lemonade company. So her name is Michaela Ulmer. 
Um, and this is just a little bit of information about her off of her website. I thought this was interesting. So she was on Shark Tank and she did get a deal and she's actually in Whole Foods. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but so on her website, it says, when I was four, my family encouraged me to make a product for a children's business competition. So I put on my thinking cap. I thought about some good ideas. And so while I was thinking, two big events happened. She said she got stung by a bee twice. And then her great granny Helen from South Carolina sent her family a 1940s cookbook, which included her recipe for flaxseed lemonade. Mm. Right. And so she became fascinated with bees. And she said, I learned all about what they do for me in our ecosystem. And so then she thought, what if I make something that helps honeybees and uses my great granny Helen's recipe? So she said, that's how me and the bees lemonade was born. It comes from my great granny Helen's flaxseed recipe and my new love for bees. So that's why I sweeten it with local honey and today my idea continues to grow. And so she's on uh, shelves in Whole Foods, a growing number of restaurants, food, food trailers and natural food delivery companies all right yeah so that's pretty cool she calls herself a social entrepreneur a bee ambassador and an educator and student wow that's kind of cool huh mm-hmm. yeah so yeah these uh these kids today you know younger and younger are really doing it and the, our show today is for parents with kids that have entrepreneurial spirits of all levels and um if your child's business may never turn into a fully fledged full-fledged operating business uh, but our young guests today um, are really doing it they are mentors for um, mentors and role models for their uh, peers and um, you know if your child's lemonade stand doesn't ever turn into something major um, still the practice of entrepreneurialism teaches skills that can help them now as students and will carry them through adulthood but before we go any further, let me just say, it does take a village. If you hear a great parenting tip or a nugget of advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, link it in, add the hashtag school day show and at hashtag I am school days. And also we want you to be a part of the show. So if you're live with us on Facebook now, you can drop us a question there and we'll do our very best to try to answer it. So without any further ado, let's introduce our guests. So we have two guests with us today. We have Hannah Wilson. And um, one night in 2013, five-year-old Hannah was cuddling with her mom when her mom asked her what she wanted to do when she grew up. This is so cute. I love that it's a little narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah replied that she wanted to start a bakery for people like her. You see, Hannah, like many other others today, suffer from food allergies. And she was so motivated by the desire to bring the delicious gluten-free goodies Hannah was raised on in the community. So Hannah's Gluten-Free Bakery was born. So now at age 11, Hannah helps operation of two locations with a third opening spring of 2020. Wow. Hannah's Gluten-Free Bakery was voted best in Big D here in Dallas and was featured on the Food Network. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. And we also want to introduce. All right. So we also have uh, another Hannah. And this is Hannah Selders. And she's the founder of SEDR. Did I get it right, Hannah? Yes. All right. Yes. 
a homemade accessory and apparel business designed to inspire other young girl artists to create something. Even as a preschooler, she enjoyed making pretty things, accessorizing, playing dress up, and taking photos. Sounds like her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she supported herself, a chief stylist of her family and friends, and she insists on designing and making wardrobe selections for everyone around her. Uh, she launched her business at the age of 14, featured in a major magazine at 16, and at the age of 17, she showcased her work as a designer in her first public fashion show. Hannah successfully markets and sells her personal designs and creations at local art shows, community events, by word of mouth, and through her online store at hannahniara.com. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Hannah. And Hannah is joining us. Um, she's in Louisiana with her family, and so she's joining us uh, via Skype, basically. <laughs> Skype-ish. Yes. Skype-ish, yes. So... We want to just start by saying, tell us a little bit about your business. Hannah Selders, we'll start with you. We've got two Hannahs today, so we're going to try not to be too terribly confusing. <laughs> so, yes, um, my business is SCDRA, where I sell handmade jewelry and accessories. Um, I also design and create custom pieces for clients. So I've had multiple people come in and tell me they have a new bid coming up and they like this design made for a certain dress or a certain outfit they're making. So my job would be to sketch it out um, and then I communicate with them. We change things up and then I create this piece for them to go with their with their outfits. Um, and the biggest part of my business is to help inspire other girls to create something. So many people know that as my hashtag being create something girl with letting other artists know that it's okay to want to design, it's okay to want to be a cook and not necessarily everyone wants to be a doctor. So I just want everybody to be okay with being the inner artist that they are. So that's, that's the gist of my business. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And Hannah Wilson, can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do? So shy. So <laughs> Hannah is a part of a, a. And we didn't. We actually didn't introduce you. So this is Larissa oh, yes. Wilson. This is Hannah's mom. I'm, I'm her mouth. Yeah. Today. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. You can answer. Tell us about what you do. So what kind of what kind of sweet treats do you like? What kind of sweet treats do you make? We make um, cupcakes, cakes, cup, wait, cookies, and all that kind of stuff. Cookies, okay. What's your favorite thing that you guys make? A hunk of love. What is that? A hunk of love. Hunk love. Hunk of love. Hunk of love. Oh my! What's that? <laughs> right. What it's it? a chocolate cake topped with chocolate ganache and salted caramel. Oh, oh Lord have mercy! Was so was that your idea? Whose idea was that? Mine. It was yours. Okay. Yeah. Have you come up with anything yourself? Peachy ghost, crouching pig, drunken master. Oh, so peachy ghost is a ghost pepper and peach cupcake. Uh huh. Um, oh my. And then crouching pig, drunken master is a gluten-free um, beer and bacon cupcake. Wow. <laughs> the beer was my idea. Let's just, let's it wasn't just yours. say that. It wasn't Hannah's. Um, so I'm going to have another conversation after this is over. <laughs> no, but we, we generally sit down as a family and just kind of throw ideas out and whatever sticks, you know, and tastes good, we throw on the menu. Right. Yeah, and those names are catchy, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm already engaged myself. <laughs> and so you guys have 
multiple locations and you're getting ready to open a third one? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So has this been um, challenging? I mean, that's a lot of work, right? Yeah. 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 So why, uh, this is for both of you guys, both Hannah's uh, and, and Larissa, why did you guys decide to start a business? You talked about, Hannah, how you are, um, you have food allergies. So I have like a whole list of food allergies. Oh, do you? So do I. I was allergic to everything when I was your age. So I took the, you know, the allergy test where they poke you and like. I got that too. Right, and then everything, everything I was allergic to, and you know everything outside and everything that I eat. <laughs> oh wow! So same sort of for you. So you have to be careful about what you eat. Yeah. Okay. What's one thing that you really like but you can't have? Chocolate. Oh, oh that is a oh, big bummer. No. <laughs> that is a bummer. <laughs> so, um, Hannah Selders. Tell us a little bit about why you decided you wanted to turn this into a business more than just, you know, making stuff for your friends. Um, well, the main reason why I wanted it to be a business is because at the time that I started, I was too young to get an actual job. And so I am the kid. I like money. I don't know who doesn't <laughs> like money, but at my age, I just wanted to buy stuff. And my parents were like, well, you're 13. You're, you're old enough to go out and buy your own things. But I was like, how? I like, money, you know? And then my parents and my grandparents, they also own a business. So I thought that I wanted my own business, too. I went to work for myself. I didn't want to work under anybody else. Um, and then I was also unschooled at the moment. My parents at home schooled me. But we call it unschooling because I, it took time to be, for me to like learn who I am instead of always being in a book. And so with the time that I had, I just created things. And then after having so much stuff, I needed something, somewhere to put it. So I decided to sell it and make money off of it. So that's. The just that's really why I made my business so I can have money for myself. You know, your mom told me something interesting. She said that um, everybody in your family is um, kind of science and math oriented. Yeah. Right. So your dad's a doctor. Your mom is. Yeah. is your mom a teacher? She's a teacher. Yes. She's a teacher. And then your brothers are very math and science oriented. They are yes. My brother's dentistry, and my little brother is super smart. And then there's me stuck in the middle, and I hate math and I hate um, Okay, as a math teacher, I'm highly offended. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, highly offended. But I, I'll, 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 I'll overlook with that past point. statement of the year. But your mom was telling me that she said that it was difficult for you to feel like you were not, you know, going the same kind of path as your family. Yeah, at first it was a little, um, in, not an open stance faulting, but it was a little scary because my brother's being, my older brother being older than me, he was first. So apparently, I mean, he went in a path that my grandfather and my dad went in. And so I thought that I had to come next and also go to medical school when I graduated from high school and be interested in science and everything. And I tried it for a while. You know, I, I told everybody I wanted to be a nurse. But then after researching how many, Years I have to go to school to be a nurse and how much science and math I have to know. It's like, it's not for me. So I decided to go into the field of art and fashion. And so now I'm happy where I'm at and my family is too. So I want to inspire other people to also be okay with telling their parents that being those things that their parents are is not what they want to be. And it's okay. So, yeah. I have to amen to that because I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely, I, I went, a, went the, the narrow path instead of the wide path when it comes to my family as well. So I can appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. So Hannah Wilson, can you tell me, so what is your role in the business? 
What do you do when you go to your store, your shop? What is it that you do? I bake cakes. I help customers. And, hmm, let's see. Sets off the case. You do yeah, staging the, the case. case. Yeah. Clean. She helps clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. So as a as a math teacher and someone who does the, the baking, you have to pull in fractions and you have to pull in math skills to probably say, you know, you have a recipe for, you know, 15 cupcakes or whatever it is. Um, do you find yourself weaving in some of the skills you've had to learn in school, like, you know, multiplying fractions or dividing or things like that to, to scale it up or down? And, I'm, and as a math person, this, I just can't help but go there. I'm going to get to you in a minute with about, about your math too, but, 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 uh, but for you, um, how have you had to link in what you've learned in school to what you do currently with the business? Well, her favorite thing is counting the money. Well, there it is. <laughs> she, she loves to ring customers and, and interact with the cash register. Um, in, in regards to like scaling recipes, everything we do is really large scale. Um, so a lot of the scaling portion of things I do. But I was explaining to her yesterday, we were going over some of the questions and I was telling her, well, yeah, you learn math, you learn reading comprehension. Mm-hmm. One of the things, because we unschool as well. So I was really excited to hear that from the other handle. But um, she was, her handwriting was chicken scratch. And okay. so I assigned her the task of labeling all of our items that go, because we transfer from one store to another. And those items have to be labeled with allergens and what they are and things of that nature. So to help her with her writing, I assigned her the task of filling every week. She's got to write. Um, she's probably doing 100 or so oh, wow. <laughs> labels um, for the items that are going to our Dallas location. And if you, I was just telling her yesterday, if you look at your handwriting just three months ago or a year ago, mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally different now. It looks Oh yeah. Good. It looks good. Yeah. Because so. I mean there's I mean there's stuff on the line. If you can't read it, you put the wrong greeting uh-huh. in because you thought exactly. it was this and it was really that. Mm-hmm. I'd mess up the whole recipe or Yeah. Yeah, and you, and someone can get sick in our case. Um, yeah. we can't we can't mess up on those type of things. I mean, no, we don't want any lawsuits. No, 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 no. No, no. no. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you guys manage your money? So your mom says that you like to man you like to count the money. So do you just get to spend all the money that you have, or no. how do you how do you manage your money, both of you guys? How do you what happens? You get paid, and what happens? I get paid, and we put half of my money in savings, and then I keep half of it. Okay, yeah. Hannah Selders, how do you manage your money? Um, well, I start off by after counting it, um, I put some money I invest back into my business. Um, some of it goes into the bank for savings. I have pocket money. And then my parents or myself, I also make sure that I have 10% to give back at church. Uh-huh. Um, so I, sometimes for the like the pocket money, sometimes I just choose to put it all in the bank so that later, because I, I'm a big spender, but also sometimes I know I can save money or sometimes I'll skip putting money in the pocket because I know I'll just go out and spend it. Mm-hmm. So most of it is going back into my business and then being saved too. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you think your view of money is different than your friends? Um, 
Personally, I don't think that it's different because at the age we are now, everyone is at this, we're about to go to college and we need to learn how to finance and save our money. Um, so I don't think that having a business changes the fact that um, I still save money, but it does change how I spend it. I think it, that's one of the things that differs from my friends is I put money back in the bank and when other people make money from their jobs, they tend to just spend it. Yeah. So I think that's the only difference. Yeah. Hannah, do you think that you have a different view of money than your friends? Kind of. <laughs> How is it different? How is it different? So your friends have probably less money than yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, Hannah, because she's been doing this since she was five. Right. And, and we pretty much started turning a profit within like the first 60 days. Wow. 60 okay. days? Oh, yeah. It was, we were... It's hard to do what we do, and there's a lot of people that need what we do. So we were, we were doing well about sixty days in, and there hasn't been a month since we opened that we didn't have a, like a, at least a twofold increase or so. Wow. From what we do the the month before. So do you allocate the money to her? Is it like an allowance, or is it like a, no, uh, she, like she like a, a check, or yeah. is it a? Yep. She she has her own account. She gets a check. She well, she gets cash oh. most of the time because she makes me. She's like, "It's Friday, can we go to?" <laughs> Everybody else is paid, you know, direct deposit. All of our employees are direct deposit. Right. Um, and so she's like, "Can we go to the cash machine and then take out her portion, her half of her paycheck, um, and then the other half goes in her savings account, and then." Um, she spends it on real things. We don't allow her to buy like imaginary clothes for her characters on the video games, or you know, yeah. that's a thing now. That's a that's thing. A, oh, it is. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. Our our son knows it well, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I so question. Hannah. So when you get that cash, does she get paid weekly or weekly every Friday? So every Friday, does that money make it to the next week? Yes, I actually still have some of the money. Yes. Now, is it every week? Uh, it's like a couple bucks left over? Or do, you, or do you like say, okay, I'm going to, something else I want to, you know, save for? Or I'm like, okay, I'm let's, let's go. Let's go uh. Yeah, I've been saving up because I want to buy a computer. Oh, okay. okay. What kind of computer? Uh, probably, I don't actually know. <laughs> I was wondering if it was a Mac because it seems to be what everybody wants. Her, no. her brother has a gaming PC, and uh -huh. so now she's just like, I'm like, what do you want it for? She has a laptop. Uh -huh. She's like, I don't, she just wants it because her brother has one. So oh, okay. We well, don't know yet what, what kind of computer. And you got options. You True. got options. True. Yeah. So do you guys want to, both of you, do you want to run this business forever? I mean, you're young, you're 18 and 11. So is this something that you want to continue doing beyond, um, you know, college or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hannah? Selders? Um, yeah, I want to, like, definitely explore some different things because going into college, I know that I'm not going to have the resources that I had when I was at home. Um, and so everything I do still is going to be within the design industry. Um, but, like, for instance, I'm not going to be able to screen print anymore in college. Um, but I do plan on continuing my business once I graduate and making it bigger than it is now by using the tools that I learned through classes that I'm taking in college, but for SNER, I think that it might not be as 
I mean, big, or it might not be as um, stable as it is now because when I do move on into college, I think things might off track it. Yeah. But I, on the big side, I do plan on expanding it and keeping it going. Do you think that running a business has prepared you for life and for college and for the workforce? Yeah, um, for life, it has definitely helped me understand the importance of a good work ethic. Um, and so hard work is required for success, definitely. Um, for college, I believe that having a business is definitely like very impressive when it comes to like your portfolio or admission reps. Um, many of them have already like um, showed me or told me that they're impressed by how my business is run. Um, and so I do believe that having a business sets you, um, it sets you ahead of other people just because um, it just allows you to learn how to deal with things in the real world that some other people your age might not know. Um, so yeah, I do believe that having a business sets you ahead of some other people and allows you to see more things at a younger age um, and prepares you for when you actually hit the real world. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. feel like there's a, a disconnect or a, or a connection between what you have learned in school or what you have learned through your you know formal your your classes or you know how I'm not sure much about unschooling, <laughs> but however that works. Do you, do you see the connection to what you're doing in your, in your business? Uh, do you see a I direct do. connection? Yeah, I do see it. I see more of a connection um, being unschooled, running a business because it gives me more time to actually run my business instead yeah. of being so focused on the school things. Um, but then when I am in school, it also gives me, I wouldn't say it's, it's a, I wouldn't say it's disconnecting, but it's also allowing me to learn how to manage going to school and putting some things for my business, like, for instance, like hanging out, I can put my business as more broad priority. So like, um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I feel like it is a connection definitely more being unschooled because you have more time to do things related to your business and you're not so overwhelmed by schools and tests and homework, you know? So it, it is a big connection to being unschooled and running a business. It's definitely a better thing, yeah. So one one of the questions. So when you go to school, and now you're going to be going back into you no, know, just remind me, where, where are you going to school again? Or college? Like where I'm going or where I'm currently? Well, at. Where, where where are you going to? Well, for um, I haven't decided what college I'm going to, but I'm currently at Brooklyn T. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So when you when you do that, um, you're getting back into a schooled environment. I'm not sure how to. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole show on that one day. Uh, but you're going back to a more formal structured environment and you go up to, you know, wherever you go to school, um, the, the juggling of the two, I know you said you can maybe put on the back burner. Um, do you think it will be a struggle to, to get back into that formal structured environment in a way because you've been apart from it for a while or what were your thoughts on that? Um, so I was only unschooled for eighth grade. And so oh, gotcha. back to school when I started high school. So I've been in school for four years now. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty used to it, but I think that college is still going to be a little bit, bit different, like yeah. being away from my parents and being away from like everything that I know. So it yeah. might be, it still might be a bit more of like something to juggle because I won't be so used to it. Um, but for school and the business, I think it'll be the same. Yeah. With, um, yeah, it, it'll still be the same in my mind, you know? Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. I'd like to know how you guys balance academics, school, and all that. You may do some extracurricular things. Mm -hmm. How do you balance that and running a business? Laptops. 
the kids bring their laptops to work. Uh-huh. And so after we've finished like preparing whatever our, we're doing that day we're working on, and we do have great staff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids will sit down either in the office or just go to the front of the store and log in and start doing schoolwork. Um, and then there's a lot of work after work, right. <laughs> schoolwork after, after we finished our day at the bakery. Um, the, the kids don't, she doesn't generally work all day, mm-hmm. but there are some days like Saturdays, but it's a shorter day, but we do make time for her to be able to get in that education and the laptop. I don't think we could do it without, right. <laughs> without the laptop right. um, uh, because it's, you know, we're on the go so much. Yeah. Yeah. So Hannah Silders. Um, I balance my school things by trying to get all my work done at school. So like while I'm in classes, I'll be doing my homework. Um, so by the time I get home, I have all the time to create. Um, and so this year with a lot of things coming up, you know, college, of course, um, I try to maintain a calendar and a to-do list. And I try not to overcommit myself because at this stage of my life, everybody's trying to hang out or it's always a party. So it's, it's, it gets really hard because you have to like say, oh, no, I've said no so many. I've said no to so many people. It's like you start feeling bad. But then when you see the check, it's so much better. <laughs> so I you get over like, it. I, yeah, I feel like it's definitely, it, it comes down to just not overcommitting yourself and making sure that you have a schedule. So, yeah, that's how I manage school and my business. Gotcha. So, do you, do you ever manage time, I mean, to do things? I mean, like, do you? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I set out days where I'm not going to work um, or I'm not going to allow people, like, for the clients or people who want things made specifically for them. Um, I try to do it based on my schedule, so I'll give myself time to make those things instead of going, like, working for that person. Um, so I definitely do set out time to make sure that I get extracurricular activities done. I, I hang out with friends. So, I, you know, I don't want to be antisocial. Yeah. So I, I still make time. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to know how, and I know our, our listeners want to know how do we find you guys? What's your website and um, how do we find your store and all of that? So we have the two locations. One is located at the Dallas Farmer's Market. That's our longest running store. We've been there for six years. And then our Mesquite location has been open for three years now, I think. Um, and it, yeah, Mesquite. Just Google Hannah's Gluten-Free <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find the Mesquite address. Um, you can go to hannahsglutenfree.com and we're on all social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat as Hannah's Gluten-Free. And where's your new store going to be opening? Hopefully in Dallas, not far from our, <laughs> not, hint, hint, um, not, not far from our, our current location. Okay. Um, it, and I'm not from here, so forgive me. I just oh. know it's in Dallas. Okay. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. <laughs> it's in Dallas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and when, when do you anticipate that? March. Um, March we're hoping, okay. hoping um, Hannah's birthday is March 25th. Okay. And so we're hoping, hoping to have the grand opening on her birthday. Yeah. And if I'm, if I live in Ohio or Chicago or something, can I, can you guys ship stuff to me? Absolutely. So okay. in the next week or two, we're set to launch. We're just working out a few kinks with the programmers, but we're set to launch our new website, which will include our national shipping. So, Excellent. Yeah. If you need any Very testers. Good. 
Oh, local yeah. casters. Yeah, I'm a little I'm disappointed that y'all didn't bring anything. I was really hoping yeah. that maybe we might get it, but we'll just have to swing by oh, one of your stores. Oh, you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> it briefly crossed my mind when, when you guys invited us, and then we're, we're closed today. We're actually oh, closed for okay. New, New Year's, Year's Eve and Eve. New Year's Day. Yeah. So I didn't even go. I yeah, was ready to make point. all those yummy food sounds uh, to get oh, our listeners yeah. really excited. <laughs> what is it? What is it called? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, tell us about it. Oh Lord! Are you guys know. talking about the you know, videos the weird where you watch sounds, people? Like you watch people eat, uh-huh. you listen to them eat. Yeah, that, you, that is a thing. You watch them cut bars of soap on that's YouTube. Like weird. I was all ready, but weird. that's okay. Next time. <laughs> Next, Next time. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hannah Selders, tell us how we can find your stuff. Um. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, I'm on Twitter, everywhere. Um. And so I also have a website that I launched last year called HannahNiar.com. And so on there, you find like my bio, the things that I've done outside of my business. Um, I have pictures on there. I have things from my fashion shows. And then the shop is also on there. So I'm not shipping nationally, but I do ship in the States. Um, and so hopefully one day, you know, I will be able to ship nationally. But um, that that's it. And there's, there's also a link on my website where you can connect with me. You can email me or call me, text me. Um, all my information's on there. So HannahNiara.com. That's where you can find me. All right. And Hannah, do, do you sell men's accessories? <laughs> I don't, but I do make men's <laughs> copper bracelets because my dad is really interested in those. So copper I'm learning bracelets. how to use these welding tools that I can melt the copper into different yeah. shapes to make men's bracelets and rings, hopefully. So, oh. yeah. That's right. something, hey. something I'll think about doing more, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, men, men, men like some accessories, too. Right. It's still early. You know, you're 18. you got a whole lot of, of of opportunity ahead of both of you. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for coming. Hannah, Hannah, thank Larissa, thank you. <laughs> Hannah Square. <laughs> right. Yeah. We wish you guys the best in the future. You guys are bright young ladies, and we're really impressed with all that you guys have done. And uh, just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being a wonderful role models to your peers and to us. You guys are role models to us because you guys are working really hard. We're entrepreneurs. Yeah. David and I have been for most of our marriage. All of our marriage, right? Uh, yeah, well, I have Almost. Been. Yeah. Oh, you have been. Yeah. yeah. I kind of got the game a little bit later. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, thank you guys awesome. so much for joining us. We are, are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to, uh, joining us will be um, T-Rod Robertson. And he is the founder of Kid Mogul, which is an organization that helps kids turn their ideas into full-fledged businesses. So you're not going to want to miss that. that. So hang with us. Hey, I'm Danita. And hi, I'm David. Catch our show, School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. Look, we've been married for 14 years and have three school-aged children. We both work in the field of education. We have the same struggles helping our kids academically just like any other parent. So we want to share what we've learned and invite experts to share with us so we can all learn together. Join us Tuesdays from 11 to noon in the Blue Bowl. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Welcome back. You're on with School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. And joining us is T-Rod Robertson. And um, he is the founder of Kid Mogul. And Kid Mogul is an organization that helps 
turn helps kids, young people, turn their businesses into full-fledged businesses. So tell us a little bit about, kind of tell us what your background is and, um, you know, just kind of how you started with what you're doing. Because I, I know your background is in um, engineering. It is in engineering. Yeah. Um, however, I did teach uh, for several years. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of wild with, with uh, life going full circle. I actually was uh, Hannah Selder's sixth grade math teacher. <laughs> um, so Small world. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I started out teaching math. And I've been an entrepreneur pretty much all my life. I know at least since I was about seven or eight, right? Uh, from a bunch of different ventures. And um, te teaching math, I've always been pretty strong in math, but I've always hated school, right? Uh, didn't have a whole lot of uh, teachers that I found uh, to be what I would consider to be role models for myself, coming from where I come from. And what I tried to do in the classroom was to, uh, be that type of teacher that that I didn't have, and give give students back what uh, a love or a passion that that I had, which is the passion for entrepreneurship. So, and with my sixth grade classes, I, I again I taught fifth and sixth grade math and science. So, with my sixth grade classes, I I created a business plan project, and with that with that business plan project, they were to create uh, business plans based on what they had a passion for, and then we would develop those ideas or those passions based on you know however they want to do it and take it as far as they want to take it. Um, and, you know, I, I'll say that, you know, and I, I, I think that, again, I've, I've got several degrees. Uh, I've been in school. I, I went to school for a long time. Um, but at the same time, I think entrepreneurship to me is actually probably more important than just the, the basics of what you learn every day in class, every day in the school. So with that, I've tried to take that and, and, and teach teach students that, especially students that come to the classroom for the, from day one and say, hey, you know, I hate math, right? And, mm -hmm. and the reason why they hate math is typically because their parents hate math and, and they, they heard it before they even walked in class. Um, so, you know, what, I, what I'd like to, what I tried to do was, was teach, hey, you know, what is your passion? Let's talk about what your passion is. And then we, we, can, we can fall back into math based on what your passion is. For instance, you know, uh, what, what you were asking before as, you know, how you relate fractions and, and ratios and things like that into, you know, whatever you do, not just into baking, but into whatever you do, You're counting money. Um, and basically, you know, from, from that perspective, I just wanted to teach whatever your passion is, you know, then we can develop you know, all those other skills, all of those other math skills, all those other science skills, how, how that relates to, to your passion. Yeah, and the one thing that I tell my kids is, you know, you you may not know, some kids know right now what they want to do. I have a couple of kids right now that are running small businesses and, um, and some don't know yet. Um, but I say, you know what, if you don't know, that's okay, we can help you to get there, but also, you know, it, but when that door opens up, you know, you want to make sure that you are prepared, um, whether you need, you know, the academics behind it or not, but that school is, like you said, it's not just about the content, but it's also learning and developing skills you're going to need to be successful in life. You know, I know with my business, with Noggin Educational Coaching, we help identify, you know, who doesn't need time management, you know, who doesn't need organizational skills, who doesn't know, you know, need to know how to plan and execute uh, to get to a, a desired goal. And so in the educational process, you can definitely learn those things. Um, and as they discover their passions, then, you know, that it's very important that they, you know, 
the earlier you can get them utilizing those and seeing how what the learning in school connects, it's really it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. So explain the process of Kid Mogul and how you, you know, so if I'm a, a 12 year old boy, like our, our son is, and I have, right now he has his wreath business. The so wreath master is what he, he calls it. He calls himself the wreath master. He actually makes really, I wish I had a picture that I could put up. He makes incredible wreaths that, you know, he made one that, that he made $90 off of, like he makes really good ones. So right now he's just um, kind of doing this with his church and, you know, with our neighborhood and things like that, friends and family on Facebook. So how does he go from doing that to actually making it into like a full-fledged business? What's your process? Uh, so with Kid Mogul Academy, and basically that is what I do, right? Um, so for instance, let's, let's take the wreath business. I've, I've got a, I've got a kid. He comes to say, hey, well, I have a, a dad that comes to say, hey, you know, my son can make wreaths, right? You know, and you know, how can he make money from it? The the, the first thing I like to tell the, the the young entrepreneur is one, it's not all about making money, right? Mm -hmm. Are you enjoying what you're doing? Is, is it something that you love to do and would you do it for free? If you if you if you enjoy doing it and you would do it for free, you're gonna make money. The money will find you. Um, so so that's the that's the first that's the first thing I tell all of the I'm not gonna say the students, but the entrepreneurs and, and, and Kid Mobile Academy, hey, do you have a passion to do what you're doing? Or is mom and dad pushing you to do what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? Now, once we determine like, hey, you know, making this wreath is my passion, this is what I wanna do. Every, every entrepreneur is at a different level from, from adults to, to, to young people, every entrepreneur is at a different level. Some of us have ideas that we, that we haven't fully developed. And some of us have ideas that we've developed and we've got a, we've got a wreath and, we, and that's our idea and we've developed that idea. How far have we taken it? You know, have we, we we've created the product. Now we want to we want to market the product. But before we market the product, can we finance the product? So my initial goal is to find out exactly where you are in the process. You have a wreath. Who, who are you selling it to? You have a wreath. <laughs> who are you selling it to? How are you selling it? Right. You could be selling it only to friends and family. Right. If you're only selling to friends and family, how can we get it to other places? Depending on how, how depending on the age of the young person, um, their their marketability is slightly different. I have I have several entrepreneurs that are seven, eight years old. Right. Mm. But there are some that are 14, 15, 14, 15. They have that social media that, that they can get that they get the social media platform they can get their products out to they can get the awareness out. So at that point, where, where are you in, in the actual marketing of your product? Um, the social media piece is, is normally pretty easy um, for teenagers, but the question is, how are you really marketing via, via social media? What does your social media look like? You know, if, you, if you're marketing on Instagram, what does your Instagram look like? Is it sporadic and you have you know, you and your dog, and then you have you and your business, and you and your mom, <laughs> right? But because because that's important. I mean, right. when people look at your social media and, and you're trying to sell something, they want to see what you're trying to sell, and they want they don't want to see everything about your life. But you know, if, if you are uh, a socialite, you know, yes, everything needs to be about what your shoes look like, what your dress look like, what your what your hair looks like. Right. But if you're selling a wreath, you know, you need to have. Um, uh, a social media just for your a business, dedicated just man. just for your business. They don't want to see you at business. the football game with, not your, at all. with your friends because that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking yeah. for the reef. I'm yeah. looking, and and you know, so at at that point, I'm trying to figure out where are you there. If if you've already figured out, you know, hey, I need to have a dedicated social media. You now, what does your website look like, mm -hmm. right? And if you're and 
you know, I don't think you have to go out and spend five hundred to a thousand or ten thousand dollars on a, on a good website these days. You can create it yourself. But how much time have you really put in, have you really put into it, right? So now, what can we do with your website? And if your website is up and running, you know, are you monetizing the website? Are you are you able to make money off of the website of what you're selling? So you know, it really just depends on every on every entrepreneur. I, I've I've spoken with uh, some young guys that uh, they were solid up to you know iTunes, but they really weren't marketing, right? I've spoken with some young people that they were solid with the website and they had they were monetizing they were able to monetize the website but they weren't marketing the website mm-hmm. so you know it, it just really depends but it, at the end of the day do you have passion for what you're doing i mean i i never turn down a young person that says well i just have an idea but I, well, I, I just want to be an entrepreneur but i don't really know what i want to do we can find out what your passion is in about 15 10 15 minutes 15 mm-hmm. 20 minutes mm-hmm. but you know how can we get you to the next level and, and that's what i do is trying to get get that young person to the next level yeah and the, the marketing piece is is really an art i mean even just with instagram i've learned that you know there you you should have consistency and you know instagram is all about pictures so you you have to make sure that your pictures are good and things like that so those are the kind of things that you help them with right right yeah so um the, the picture, like, I've got guys that are photographers, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's what they want their business to be. Mm-hmm. I've got people that, uh, young people that, you know, they want to be in the fashion, but not necessarily knowing how. And creating the collaboration of the photographer and teaming these guys up to where they can work together, right? But like you say, with, with the Instagram piece uh, or with the social media pieces, how active are you? And, and, right. You know, so, so then what other platforms are you using so that you can... Um, be posting without posting, you know, creating Amen. bulk posts. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing yeah. because you have to post consistently and you have to post because um, otherwise you lose your followers if right. they're not seeing content from you. So what are, what are some of those platforms that you're talking about um, so that you don't have to be posting every single day? Uh, I don't have them at the top of my head. Okay. I don't have them at the top of my head. Uh, and I Hootsuite. I like Hootsuite. There's one for Instagram, uh, which is... Uh, I've got one for Instagram that it's it's totally only Instagram mm-hmm. and you know you, you create the time you create the post you create the hashtag and you know unlike Hootsuite where you know you can kind of tell they were sent from Hootsuite yeah uh, the, the one from Instagram is uh, I forgot which one I'm sorry I forgot what it was but it, it automatically sends and it's as if you post it directly from Instagram oh, okay uh, so it, it doesn't really look like a, a marketing deal. It looks like it's totally there. And, and you can go in and you can delete it anytime you get ready or delete a particular post. Uh-huh. And when you when you delete it, you know, you can go back and you can put another post in its place. You can move it around. And, and oh, I've used that. Yeah. But I don't know the name of the video. Right. I'm, so I'm glad you don't remember uh-huh, it. No, so I, good. I don't use it anymore. Yeah. But, and, and, and you can create your look on Instagram. So that, you know, you create it before the posts go out so that you see exactly how it's going to look within, you know, 15, 20 days. So then your six, nine blocks of Instagram posts is like, oh, man, that's kind of sweet. How do you do that? You have no idea what he's talking about, do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Instagram like at all. Right. So explain the six, nine blocks. Because social media is a huge part of being an entrepreneur. If you're not on social media, you're kind of getting side-eyed. Right. <laughs> and it's hard to be found, especially if you have a product that can be marketed to people, not just in your current, in, in your area, but that, you know, you can you have an online business that people can get nationwide. Social media is key. Right. So the, the six to nine blocks is, 
when you post on Instagram, there's three rows. And then when you post again, one goes down and it shifts over. You post again, one goes down and shifts over. So basically, you really want the first nine pictures to be uniform. So that you don't really want to create an Instagram account or have it active to the world to see until you have about nine actual pictures there because now you've got a full a full screen that nine that nine rows of pictures with three rows of pictures with nine pictures would create a a full block on okay. your, on your mobile device because it's when when they click on your your account basically those are, that's what's gonna they're gonna see right, right? it's those right. six to nine pictures so you want those to create a look now i'm terrible about that i, I tried that for a while and um it's just, I mean, social media posting can be a full-time job. And it is. It, it is. is for some business, or for some people, it's a full-time job. But so... Well, I, this kind of begs the question of, so, being an entrepreneur, it's twofold. It's your craft or the product that you're selling. That's one aspect of it. But then also getting people to, to get to you to be able to buy the product. Have you noticed some students that are better bent towards, okay, you're better at just making the product. Like your strength is here, but it takes a different, totally, totally different type of person to be able to now take this product, which may be a great product, but get it out to the world. Cause we've seen in business, you know, you have lesser quality products that are being sold like hotcakes versus someone who has a better product that someone's great at, at making, but not necessarily no people don't know about it. And so therefore then it's not getting to market and not getting, you know, it's not being competitive like it could be. How do you help the students to see because everyone isn't necessarily bent towards both. Right. How do you help them to get to where their niche is and if it and if you know one or the other is not their niche, you know, that how do you help them to, to delegate the area that's that's their weakness. So what you just defined is the classroom, right? Mm. Some students in the classroom are strong in math, some are strong in science, some are strong in history, but all may not be strong in everything. Mm. And most of the time, all of them are not strong in something, right? Right. And that's an everyday business, right? So to me, every business is a business. And I think every business is a good business idea, just depending on whose idea it is. And if it's your business, mm. if it's your passion. <clears throat> so if you have a passion to do something, you're going to be good at doing that. Right. So if I want to make shirts, I can create shirts, but I may not want to go out there and sell shirts. But right. there's somebody out there that likes to talk and that person that likes to talk, his business is sales. So what he's going to do is find several different people that make several different people that are making shirts and he's going to go sell those shirts. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's why I say I, it's it's my job to find out what is your passion? What are you good at? Right. Um, every every idea is a good idea, right? Um, it just it just depends on who's doing. For instance, I, I've got a son, and um, you know, kids pretty much going to emulate what you do. Um, so I mean, I, I like to consider myself a lifelong entrepreneur. And I think my kids now are developing themselves to be mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, but I've got my my oldest son wants to be a barber, right? I said, okay, well, cool. I'm okay with you being a barber, but you've got to go to college. You've got to get in. You've got to get an MBA. And I'm going to help you start your start your barbershop, right? But now he's, he's he's to the point now where he doesn't just want to be a barber; he wants a chain of barbershops, right? Wow. So, you know, 
I, I think the identifying who that kid is or where that kid is going, for instance, and, and the easiest part is like when, the, the, to, to describe this is, I have some, some, some kids that are into music, right? And initially I said, hey, you know, you don't just want to be a musician. You want to make the music. You want to produce the music so you can get, you can really make the real money. Um, and then there are a couple of guys say, hey, you know, I want to do the artwork on the label, right? So everybody knows, some people know that they can't sing, <laughs> but they, they're pretty strong in uh, graphic design, right? So it, it all comes together and it, it's just a matter. And I, I think the collaboration in, in, a, in a small room with several, not just young entrepreneurs, but any group of entrepreneurs, everyone will be able to say, you know, what can I do? Or, hey, I can do this for you because this is what I do. So, you know, it, it just works itself out. Yeah. What are some of the valuable lessons and skills that entrepreneurialism teaches kids? Um, I, I think the best, I think the best value entrepreneurship can teach a kid is failure. Mm, if you talk can, about that. if you can bounce back from, if you can bounce back from um, a lack of success as something you feel you've got a great passion to do, and decide, hey, either I'm going to do it this way, or I'm going to take another route. If you're, you're setting yourself up for for success in life, uh, because every business is not going to succeed every entrepreneur is not going to succeed going to succeed on the first the first time out um and when i see um, young people come back and say hey first of all, i had a kid that wanted to create an app and i knew off top the guy was in the seventh grade i knew off top it was going to be challenging to create an app in the seventh grade with the lack of programming skills right <laughs> um, but it wasn't my job to tell him, hey, you don't have enough information or, you, or you're not ready to do that. My job is, hey, this is what you can do. And these are some of the steps you need to take. Now, the apps that I was more directing him to were more basic apps. He wanted to create a gaming app. I was, I was showing him how to create something very basic uh, because I knew he didn't have the programming skills. Well, once he was six to seven months in, it was like, oh, Coach T. And when kids called, he called me Coach T. He's like, oh, Coach T, it's not working. I mean, how am I going to be able to get this done? I don't, I don't know this. So we started looking at different books. I'm like, well, you need to know, go, go get this book, which at the time it was a Java 2 book. I said, go get this book. You need to learn Java, right? And I said, hey, here's another one. You need to get Python. Four years later, he's 11th grader. Two years ago, it was a disaster because he did not know how to program, but he had it in his heart that he wanted to be a programmer. It went out the, it went out the window. Four years later, now he's creating using Java and Python because he, he took time to study what he didn't know and learn what he didn't know, which goes to say he was an okay math student, but he's a heck of a uh, Java student, mm. but he's teaching himself. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, just because you may not be as strong in one place. You may not be as strong in history, but if there's something you want to do, it's like, okay, I know I know how to learn, so I'm gonna go teach myself, or I'm gonna go to the right places. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so it's so many layers of this. You know, as a you know as a math teacher, seeing how success is measured, not just in math, but any class, success is measured by how you don't fail. Mm -hmm. So hmm. in school. It's about not failing, it's about not messing up, not getting things wrong. But not in life. But in life, 
the way you grow is through failure, through messing up. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there are you no know, lessons as far as preparation, because a lot of times the failure becomes, you know, in school because of the lack of preparation. Um, but, you know, so the better you prepare, the better successful you'll be. But even, but in life, uh, and you're trying to grow a business, I want to hear your thoughts on this, is that even with all the preparation in the world, you can have, well, what did Mike Tyson say? Uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, you know? <laughs> um, and that's kind of how it is. And so how do you help kids to work through what they thought it was going to be or what they were doing to get there? And, and maybe it was great, but it didn't work out the way that they had thought it was going to. How do you help them to maneuver through that? Um, so when I use the word great, I use the term great, and I use great a lot. And um, in, in my readings and studies with Malcolm Gladwell, uh, one thing that I do remember him saying over and over again is in order to become great, you've got to spend 10,000 10, hours at anything to become great at it, right? Um, if, if you take, uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll use these guys in the classroom, Bill Gates, I mean, he started programming using the seventh grade. He didn't become great until he was like in college, right? And then he right. dropped out, right? Because he was great at what he was doing, now couldn't nobody really teach him what he was doing, right? Right. Um, so in, in order to become great at whatever you say you have a passion at, you've got to spend 10,000 hours doing it. Mm-hmm. And within that 10,000 hours, you're going to have some failures. But those failures are going to be part of your learning process and teaching you how to become great. Uh, Bruce Lee, I mean, he, he even said that he, he, he wasn't afraid of a guy that had 10,000 different moves in, in his arsenal, but he was afraid of a guy that had 10,000, he practiced one movement 10,000 times. That's yeah. such a great quote. So, you know, um, those are the things you got to, you got to teach kids first, you know, don't worry about being perfect, spend time in doing what you do and become good a step at a time. And over time, you're going to become great at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. That that's is good. good. So if my child wants to be an entrepreneur and start a business, what are the first steps to take? Uh, the, the first thing is, is again, the first question is, is, is it your child's idea or was it your idea? And you know it's, it's pretty easy to find, right? Um, and then when that happens, don't tell them what they can't do, even with the lack of resources, because in 2020, they probably are aware of resources that we we're not aware of, we weren't aware of at our age, right? Mm-hmm. So right. the one thing I'll never tell a, tell a child is there's something that they can't do. You know, if you think that there's some challenges for them to get there. I think is I think it's your duty and your and your obligation as a parent to figure out how to get them there. Um, again, my my boys um, are are athletes, and in whichever sport they're playing, I try to get them as far as they can go without me having to pay for additional coaching. And then once I get them to that point, and I'm like, okay, now now we need to get you some additional coaching. Then I think that's what you need to do. So you, you get them to the point to where, for instance, you got a you got a kid that says, "Hey, you know, I want to create the next Tesla." It's not your it's not your it's not your job to say you can't create an automobile. You're only in the t- you're only in the sixth grade. Okay, can you do you know all the parts of a car? Can you design the car? I mean, do you, can you even get me to the point to where you can tell me what the different parts do, right? And then I mean, all you got to do is Google Google. I mean. Uh, kid programs for uh, auto mechanics. I mean, they, they have them at uh, at Ford in Detroit, right? You can you can send your kid to summer programs in Detroit, and and they can learn, you know, whether it's aerodynamics or whether it's uh, 
designing cars, you can do both of those programs at Ford. Wow. The average person wouldn't know that, but if that's what your kid wants to do, it, what I tell kids all the time, you're not going to design anything that's brand new, and you're not just making something up because, you know, you're the smartest thing on earth. I mean, everything is already done, you know, so it's, it's our job to get them to where they need to go, and then they may be able to make that tweak in whatever they want to do to make their make it their own identity, right? My last question, what are some of the skills that kids need to have? You talked a lot about grit. You didn't say grit, but that's you know basically your ability to, um, to continue on and keep going. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other things that kids need to be successful as kid entrepreneurs? Um, I, I think they need to be surrounded by good people, mm-hmm. uh, adults and children, right? So I mean, I think it's important for us as parents to know who our kids are hanging out with. Um, because because that is a skill because when um, a young entrepreneur can identify friends who will support what they do they, they tend to stick with it longer and and those friends tend to uh, and of course we already know this can go both ways but you know those friends can can push them and, and pick them back up when they fall mm-hmm. right um, so I, I, I think that's one thing um, as a, as a former educator, I'm not gonna say education, right? I, I think education is good uh, because everybody, because we have to have education, but I think I've seen, I've seen students who, who have struggled in the classroom who have used their entrepreneurial aspirations to push them in the classroom, right? Mm. So, you know, I, I think most adults that I talk to, uh, they say, you know, T, you know, I want to do something different. You know, I don't really like my job. I want to, what can I do? Or this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm 30, I'm 35, I'm 40 years old. Now I've decided this is what I want to do. And I don't think the kids have to be, you, you don't have to get 30, 35, 40 years old before you decide this is what you want to do. Um, so I think that that good relationship parent to, to, to kid and really that, that support and that mentorship from the, from the parent, you don't have to know what, what the kid wants to do. You don't have to understand it. Just be supportive, and I think that's the biggest skill. That it's more than a skill uh, because you're the first person they're looking to, and you know if they say they want to do it, support it until it doesn't work, and then support the next one. Mm, yeah, that is good. You know, um, I know as a as a teacher, and there's always that, especially being you know um, in an environment where you know I teach in a classroom where it's you know we we have to get them to the state testing. There's the there's one side of me that says there's so many other things that I want to show you guys, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day that's all great and dandy, but you know I'm weighted by these scores, you know, that's just the reality of it. Right. Um, so you know I try and find ways. To, like I created I actually I created a, an algebra project based upon this show, um, helping to establish a budget and helping to use skills on setting up an equation and you know that they read the budget and you know things like that so there are ways to get there i think that teachers have to get out of the box a little bit and how they approach it and you can you can still reach the goals you have to you know get to um i think unfortunately sometimes just the way the nature of how classrooms are set up it can be very non-entrepreneurial friendly or to get them thinking in a unique way and so uh, you know, as a teacher, I'm always trying to innovate and find new ways to help my students to get get there while still 
still achieving what I got to achieve, but finding creative ways to get there along the way as well. And so, um, you know, and I want to say to parents uh, to uh, encourage, ask their teachers, you know, what are some ways you are, you know, maybe innovating or, or being dynamic in the classroom? Um, because usually teachers teach the way they were taught. You know, the way I, when I first started teaching, was I taught one way, and I realized, no, there's so many more, more ways to, to share the same information now. And so I would just say to parents, um, do the research, ask, what's their teaching style? What's the structure of the classroom? How they get things done? How they how do you encourage, encourage collaboration, which is another critical skill that sometimes very. students don't, don't develop because it's sometimes, sometimes it can be very just sit down and just listen to me as I share information with you. Um, but you know, I just want to encourage parents to to engage with their teachers and, and to see you know what can be done to help them to learn not just the content, because the content may or may not be applied directly, uh, but those other life skills that you talked about, they're gonna help them to get to where they need to be. Yeah, I, I also wanted to, and I don't know if you have any resources that are available to parents if their kids are interested in entrepreneurialism. I'll let you think. And while I mention a couple myself, uh, we noticed that we just got um, an uh, Amazon Dot. Is that what it is? Alexa. Was it? Yeah, yeah, a dot. It's a dot. Yeah. It's a dot. So we uh, we found um, lemonade stand. So you say, you say Alexa, open lemonade stand, and what it does is it's a simulation game and uh, takes you on an adventure of owning a lemonade stand. So it actually goes for like, I think, I think like 30 days, but it'll tell you, so you have $10 and it'll tell you the forecast and say, it's gonna be raining today. How many cups do you wanna make today? Cause it's trying to point out to the kids, you know, if it's raining or if it's cold outside, most people aren't gonna want lemonade. So don't make very many cups. <laughs> and so it'll tell you how many you sold and they'll say, this is how much money you have left. And this is the amount that, how much do you wanna um, have people pay for cups and things like that. I, I thought that was a really cute activity yeah. that our kids are starting to use. Um, and I also came across another book series. It's the Entrepreneur Entre Kid Picture Book Series. And it has, it's four different books and it's uh, four different actual kid entrepreneurs. One is Sebastian creates a, creates a sock company and Gabby creates, um, a, Gabby invents the perfect bow but it's actual kids, stories about actual kids mm -hmm. that are entrepreneurs, uh, but it's a picture book for young kids. Did you did you have any uh, resources that you wanted to uh, So uh, there one app that I, well, there's an app for that. There's an app for everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that I know that especially boys like to do now, and some girls do, but most, a lot of boys like to design shoes. They like to design their Nike tennis mm -hmm. shoes or get a pair of white ones and, you know, airbrush and whatever. And there's, a, there's an app called Live. Right, and you can get the live app, and you can actually design your own tennis shoes. The good thing about live is you can actually sell the shoe. If you, you know, oh, yeah, you can you can design the shoe, you can invest into the shoe, and you can sell the shoe. I mean, it's not like an astronomical price. You can sell them, you know, four or five at a time, ten at a time, whatever the case may be, and you can design it, that kind of stuff. I love that. Um, the another app, another thing that guys like to do is say, you know, I want to create my own app. There's an app called App Maker, A P P M K R. You can go in and you can create your own apps. Um, there's, there's nothing real fancy with it. Again, it's not the gaming apps, uh, but it gives you the hands-on of designing your own apps. Um, and pretty much all you need to do is have pictures, and you're moving pictures pictures around, and, and you're creating your apps. And the, the good thing about it is, you can if you you can sell the app. You can sell the app on app on. Uh, Google iTunes. Play and on iTunes uh -huh. if you want to give it away for free. Um, 
primarily, I think the only way you can get away on App Maker for free is um, on the Google Play. Okay. But uh, now on iTunes, if you want to sell an app on iTunes, it's going to cost you 99 bucks, and that's a whole other story. But <laughs> you can create the apps, and you can design apps for for uh, for uh, Google Play and for iTunes. Um, several of my guys say, hey, you know, I want to... I want I want to make money. How can I make money? And there's an app called I call Investor I V I N V S T R Investor, and you can buy and trade uh, stocks and mutual funds real time with ten thousand dollars of fake money. If you want mm. to convert it over to be a real account, you can you can put money into the account and you can buy those actual stocks. But you're actually seeing what those stocks go up come up and go down at and you know in the mutual funds um so you know that, that's that, that's a couple of couple of different wow. things those are good yeah okay and if they want to participate in kid mobile they can do that as well okay um, so tell us I, how to do that yeah you're so, in the dallas fort worth area and so we're here in dallas fort worth i do kid mobile academy down at st Philip school and community center uh every first second and third wednesday uh from five to six thirty um and basically to, to get in contact, just hit me on, on Instagram, which is my Tarot R, and just direct message me and let me know if you want to sign up. Um, I don't do websites anymore. Um, emails, I get a billion different emails. I don't even <laughs> check email anymore, so I mean, that's crazy. Hit but, you up on the Insta. Yeah, Instagram. It's uh, Tarot, T-E-A-R-O-D-R. And just let me know, you know, you got a kid. It's for 11 to 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's how that works. Okay, and we'll also have all of these infor- all of the information for the resources that we mentioned, and um, on our website, schooldaysshow.com. But unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was some great information. Um, School Days is sponsored by Noggin Educational Foundation, so we always want to let you guys know what's happening with Noggin. Our mission is to help close the achievement gap for economically disadvantaged children by improving educational opportun- opportunities for students supporting families, and encouraging excellence and innovation in the classroom. School Days is part of our commitment to support families by providing access to experts who offer information and resources, gathering all topics that impact education. If you love this program, please consider donating to Noggin. Your gift will be tax deductible. So today would be a great day to give on (laughs) New Year's Eve, the last day of the year. Not, uh, not on the playback of this. Right, right. <laughs> well, you can also do it on the oh, playback yeah, yeah. of this. Yeah. That's we'll, true. we'll take we'll yeah. take donations well, especially at the time. <laughs> uh, so head to our website, schooldaysshow.com. I said schooldaysshow.com to give today. Also, we are now taking applications for our free tutoring program. Each student receives 12 in-home private sessions with a teacher. And we also offer online tutoring if you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Students must qualify for the free and reduced lunch program at their school. Space is limited. So for more information, go to our website, Noggin, that's N-O-G-G-I-N foundation.org, and click on free tutoring. So next week will be our one-year anniversary with school days. That's amazing. Can you believe that? You know, we, we plan to just do one one podcast. Which, which we found out was not a thing. <laughs> You right. do one episode of a podcast. Right, and and that was it. And But then we were encouraged um, to start the show, and we're like, how are we going to come up with a year's worth of episodes? 52 shows. Yeah. Yes. And here we are. We made it. Yeah, we made it. 
started at the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for being a good partner in that. Well, thank we'll you. We'll still try to bring you in every once in a while. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so next week, I'll sit down with Scotty Stan- Sanders, which who's a friend of ours. Yeah. And he's a speaker, leadership consultant, and author of Quest, for, Quest of the Keys, which is a character development book and curriculum that is providing personal development principles to over 10,000 students in schools across the United States. So don't forget to share that with your parent friends so that they can watch that one. As always, head to our website, schooldaysshow.com, for more information about all that we're doing and the resources that we mention on school days. And remember, you don't ever have to miss a show. Ever. 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 Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and pretty much anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Noggin Foundation. That's N-O-G-G-I-N. All right. And last... Uh, we always want to end by saying that David and I, uh, well, Benita and I, uh, read out the script here, uh, are parenting by grace and that we depend on God to give us the wisdom and strength we need to raise our kids in the flourishing adults. If you'd like to know more about that, email us at info at schooldazedshow.com. Have a great week. School Dazed is sponsored by Noggin Educational Foundation. At Noggin, we provide free educational resources to students from low-income families and support to their parents like the preceding broadcast. School Days is made possible by the generosity of listeners just like you. Please consider donating to Noggin at Noggin, N-O-G-G-I-N, foundation.org.